Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. Here we go. It's that time again. Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Thursday, March 17, 2021. And I am not alone. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for a Louisiana man. So raw's enough that both are faded love and let's all dance. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. Yeehaw, Texas Mike is here. Yeehaw. Uh, how are you, Texas Mike? Doing good. You enjoying your uh, St. Patrick's Day? Worked until two, and then try to get a try to try to get a try to get a drink. Nope. What do you mean? Or I tried, or I tried four different places to try to get myself an alcoholic beverage. Nope. What do you mean? Why everyone's just so busy? Yeah, 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 like, like I, I try, I first tried, um, bonfire, absolutely slammed. Yeah. Couldn't even get, and then tried wire rover, nope, and then, um, tried going Saskeen, <laughs> nope, so it's like. Oh, did you try the hop knot? I, I did not, I did not, but I can see the open, I, I didn't see the open sign on when I walked by, so it's like. Oh. Yeah, but I, I will partake after the show before going to see, see the Spain Brothers and Green Heron play over at the Lex tonight. Oh, very good. Very good. Yes, I believe tonight at the Hopknot, uh, oh, oh, I think we got booted from, uh, I wonder if it's this song. 
think we just got booted from Facebook. I'm gonna have to restart that. Um, let's see. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, looks like we got booted. Let me uh, restart that. Of course, most of the folks are uh, listening via other means, but we do have a very loyal Facebook audience, so we want to make sure that uh, we accommodate them. So I had I had trouble. Uh, hmm. See what happens here. I had trouble getting on. Uh, Facebook has been particularly wonky the last several weeks. Like, uh, you know, it'll work most of the time just fine. But every uh, every now and then I'll have a day where I just can't seem to uh, can't seem to log on or stay on for more than five minutes without the live stream getting interrupted. All right, here we go. I see uh, Mike Pelopita in the Facebook live chat. Mike from uh, one of our great sponsors here at WMNH, Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. But I did mention the Hopknot, of course, uh, in the Brady Sullivan right across the street at 1000 Elm Street, the Hopknot on Elm. They've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. They have an assortment of craft beers. Uh, they have uh, tonight. Now, normally on Thursday nights they have trivia night, but I believe Bill Cini is away this week because he wasn't on the morning show either yesterday. So uh, tonight I believe they're doing karaoke instead of uh, trivia night. So if you're into the karaoke, uh, the Hopknot uh, might be a great option for you. And let's see, uh, tomorrow night, because they do have live music on Friday nights. Paul Nelson. Paul Nelson, thank you. Yes, Paul Nelson will be performing live there uh, tomorrow. They um, they have many uh, singer-songwriters and duos and so forth that perform at the Hopknot. A lot of great music. We had uh, Kenny was on the show with us a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about all the great stuff that they have coming up at the Hopknot. So a very, very busy 2022. And, of course, uh, Juneteenth coming up, and we'll talk more about that as it gets closer. But uh, they've got a lot planned for Juneteenth this year. Last year was pretty successful. It was very busy. But uh, this year is going to be even better and busier. Uh, let's see. Uh, today on the show, uh, Texas Mike is here, and uh, Glenn R.J. Willett, the People's Mayor, is going to pop in at some point during the second hour so. And he sent me a, uh, he did send me one of his gems uh, to play. I think we're going to hear some uh, some Danny Boy as uh, performed by uh, famed recording artist, the man with the golden throat himself, the voice of an angel, Glenn R.J. Willett. So um, I am uh, Irish myself. Uh, Connerton is a, a an Irish uh, last name, but I'm very um, not into, uh, you know, for one thing, I'm not much of a drinker. It's a big drinking day. I'm not much of a drinker myself, but I also... Uh, I have a, an intense loathing for uh, corned beef and cabbage, uh, particularly corned beef. I find it uh, to be quite disgusting. It's the texture of it. It's all stringy. It's like meat that's already been chewed. I don't understand the appeal at all. So I don't even like the smell of it. I, I If somebody's cooking corned beef and cabbage, I have to run away. So I, I'm Irish, but uh, I guess I'm not very Irish. What are you going to do? Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm half Irish. Have yeah. Irish, have French, so... Yeah. I mean, Martineau is certainly a uh, French uh, last name. Yeah. Now, if your name were O. Martineau, then it would be like yeah. a combination. Yes, but that's... Or, or my grandfather's name was Patrick McCreary, so... Mm. That's a very Irish name. Definitely. Uh, let's see. We have a call. We'll grab this. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, no, top of the morning to you. Ah, top of the morning, Easy G. What's up? Yeah, I was going to go out and uh, do some. Oh, never mind. I was going to go do, and do some um, morning uh, uh, partying at the uh, the local bars of your own, but for noon, 
for the new news on Channel 9. But unfortunately, the, I wasn't feeling the best. Uh, those plans were uh, next. Uh-huh. What'd you do instead? I just kind of stayed home all day. I wasn't feeling well, so unfortunately, under uh, under the weather. What'd you do at home? Just, just rested all day, basically. Oh, all right. So well, nothing, nothing too exciting. Uh, uh, oh, I was playing, uh, playing, uh, partying all morning, and I'll be home for the new news. It's not too exciting, I guess, but I wasn't able to do that either. So, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah, it doesn't sound uh, terribly exciting. I have to, uh, I have to agree with you. Yeah. I just got I just got up for like a, a three hour nap, so I really needed this really needed the extra beauty rest as the old saying goes. A three hour nap. But I, I agree with you though, Matt. Not always, but I, the corned beef and cabbage, yeah, very disgusting. Yes, I'm glad you agree with me, Easy. I never, I never even had it. This this sounds really gross. Yes, it is gross. I suggest some. I'm not a big cabbage person. I do like I, I do like beef, but the uh mm-hmm. you know, I do, uh, yeah, like the vat beef with certain people on the uh on the station, but unfortunately. But I, I corn, corn I, I like to like corn. I do like a little bit, but I'm not a big fan of cabbage at all. This is, this, yeah. This, 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 this sounds like you say really gross. Yeah, it's nasty. I've never had it. Some nasty business. Avoid it. And like a buddy of mine says, I'll leave it with this side because you don't have to eat it if you don't want to. So I yeah. don't eat it. Well, that's good. That's a good policy. There you go. So, uh, like Ron always says, I'll be a call. I'll be, I'll be a listener from the rest of the show. So. So I'll hang up and enjoy the rest of the show. All right, Easy G. Thank you. All right, that was our friend Easy G. And that does open up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. Uh, we will say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. I mentioned uh, Mike Pelopita uh, joins us from Queen City Cabinetry. Jenny is in the chat room as well. Also, Charles Richardson from the great state of Florida and host of the Charles Richardson Show, which is uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. online. And Jenny is the uh, primary uh, co-host on that show, Charles, uh, quoting Scott Hall in the Facebook live chat with, hey, yo, that's right. Uh, Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont joins us and says, I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to Facebook complaining about the interruption to your live stream. Unacceptable. That's what it is. I agree. I agree, uh, Melanie. Uh, Eric Pilcher from Cedar Rapids, Iowa joins us. Eric, of course, also the host of Eric Pilcher's classic film review uh, which you can hear every Friday on Matt Connerton Unleashed. And this week, the subject of Eric's review is the 1994 documentary Hoop Dreams. Uh, I did listen to the review today. It is excellent. Eric just gets better and better with those, and it is a very popular segment on the show. And if you go to Eric's website, PilcherSpoint.com, you can find uh, the full archive of the uh, the audio reviews uh, that he does for us here. Uh, as well ha- as the many articles that he's been writing. he's um, he, he does a great job. So PilcherSpoint.com, I highly recommend it. Uh, Eric says, I'm back multitasking, live tweeting March Madness while watching the show. Ah, yes, March Madness. Is that uh, it's like a basketball thing, right uh, there, Texas Mike? Yes, it is. You know, I'm not much, of a, I'm, I'm, I'm not much for a sport, as uh, Mitt Romney would say. Yep, six, six, 
16 games on tap today. Oh, wow. 16 games. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> Scott Robinson joins us in the chat and says, are Glenn and Mike going to have a karaoke duet tonight? That would be outstanding. That's what the people want. Uh, do you feel that that's what the people want, Texas Mike? Yes, I do. Um, we we should have prearranged that because it, yes. we, because he and I have two different vocal ranges and we want to pick the right song to crush it with. Right, yes. You want to make sure you pick the right song so you can crush it. Yes. Well, maybe next year. Yes. Yes, next year there will be a crushing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mike Pelopita says it might have given uh, Michael a chance to sober up a little bit. Oh my goodness! Well, it is St. Patrick's Day. I I, I had one. You had you had one. One one. You, you had kept, kept to that. Kept kept to that. I'll 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 drink after the show and then enjoy a nice concert tonight. There you go. Uh, Dirk Don, also from Iowa, and of course uh, of the Arrogant Media YouTube channel as well as the Java Fog. YouTube channel, uh, and if you have not subscribed to those yet on YouTube, I suggest that you do. Lots of great content there. Dirk says, and this is regarding to my comments about corned beef and cabbage, uh, Dirk says, well, you know what, Matt? I don't like the smell of you. Corned beef hash is the S. Well, I disagree. I think it's disgusting. Look, I will even say this. I believe it is the food of the devil. I, I believe that, uh, I don't know if the devil actually eats, uh, but if he if he does, I, I think he probably enjoys a delicious plate of uh, corned beef and cabbage. Uh, it, it, it's uh, Satan's food, in my opinion. Although Dirk is a Satanist, so, you know, maybe that, uh, maybe that makes sense. It ties it all together. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, and Dirk says, well, it looks like Easy is wrong about food. Easy G also not liking the corned beef and cabbage. Uh, Abigail Jem joins us, uh, or Miss Jem, as you know her, yes. uh, Texas Mike, in the Facebook live yeah. chat. Uh, she says, based on that call, Easy G thinks it's corn, beef, and cabbage. That's true. He did mention he likes corn and he likes beef. So uh, maybe he thinks it's uh, corn and beef and cabbage all mixed together in a bowl, which would be even more disgusting. Um Oh, uh, Eric Street joins us in the chat and says, somehow I remember Dave Ridley is not a fan of St. Patrick's Day, LOL. Is that true? I, I don't uh, I don't recall. I do not recall. Uh, let's see. Scott Robinson says, uh, well, Mike, you know what they say. One is too many and a hundred isn't enough. Oh, I, I know my limits and, and I don't want to be like other people who have appeared on this show so <laughs> well we we appreciate that uh mikey yeah tremendously yeah. regarding <laughs> elk pictures yeah i i know my i know my limits if i'm coming coming on the show i tried i i do my absolute best to limit myself so i don't make a fool of myself on the show and cause problems like other people have right well we do appreciate that yes uh, Dirk Don says, you're the food of the devil. Oh, my goodness. Well, wow, that's uh, terribly disappointing to hear, uh, but uh, but I accept it. Uh, Rocky Huber joins us uh, and says, hello. Hello, Rocky. Um, EZG also is in the uh, chat room. Uh, he says, March Madness is not on my radar this year. All right. Well, 
Uh, and mine, uh, neither. I, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I, I don't know anything about it. But, uh, all right, 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. Um, some uh, news about uh, the story that continues to, of course, dominate uh, everything in media. And uh, there's an article here uh, that Jenny just shared with me, in fact, of Vladimir Putin uh, lashing out, lashing out at his own people, at his own uh, constituents, if you will, in Russia. Uh, NBC News reporting uh, scum and traitors, quote unquote, under pressure over Ukraine, Putin turns his ire on Russians. One expert said the Russian leader was telling his country's elite, don't think about having second thoughts. We're all in this together. And if I go down, you go down. Um, Yes, Vladimir Putin gave a very angry uh, speech, a uh, television presentation, if you will. Uh, And I think he's a bit frustrated, as one would expect, because, you know, as we've discussed on the show, the war is going terribly for him. Um, It's going so badly for Vladimir Putin that um, I I actually heard for the first time today, I actually heard uh, someone on cable news speculating that um, Ukraine might actually be successful at uh, defeating the Russians uh, in Ukraine, uh, you know, because uh, up to now, and we'll get to the, the uh, content of what uh, Putin said exactly in a moment, but, you know, up to now, it's kind of been, I think, a foregone conclusion in, the, in most people's minds that, Unless uh, Putin is able to find some sort of an acceptable off-ramp here, and unless he is able to somehow find a way to declare victory, um, you know, he's not going to stop. Uh, As badly as this is going for him, he's going to continue to try to take over Ukraine. He needs to be able to take over, really to to truly do that, he needs to be able to take over Kyiv, the capital of Ukraine, which is probably not in the cards because uh, urban warfare is incredibly difficult. And the Russian military uh, seems to be uh, far less competent than uh, Vladimir Putin probably expected or anyone expected. And, of course, the Ukrainians have shown to have uh, uh, much more uh, determination to hold on to their country than anyone expected, including Vladimir Putin. So um, so this whole thing is going uh, terribly for him, um, which is great to see. I mean, we'd rather not see this happening at all because it's so heartbreaking to see what the Ukrainians are going through and having their cities leveled, just demolished, uh, destroyed. But, um, but it's, but it's going so badly. So there are no winners in this, but it's, it is going so badly for the Russian military that you know, people are actually beginning to wonder, is there a chance that they will reach a point where they have to just give up and go home and Ukraine can have its country, uh, can have their country back. Um, you know, we just um, we're now giving them all these uh, all these weapons. These um, uh, I I can't keep track of uh, of all of it. The the stingers, the javelins, the uh, the Patriot missiles, all these weapons that are working extraordinarily well. You know, they've got these drones, these armed drones um, that are really, um, and they still have, by the way, I think roughly 50 planes in the Ukrainian air force, which is why they probably don't need, you know, there was all that, all that talk about the planes, giving them planes, Poland, giving them planes, the United States backfilling the planes, et cetera, probably not even necessary. Um, whereas the Russian air force uh, continues to struggle and it's, you know, they're running out of 
weapons. They're running out of shelling. They're running out of shells to do the shelling with, I should say, to the point that Putin had to go to Xi Jinping, hat in hand, and say, you know, hey, buddy, can you help us? Because we're running out of stuff to fight this war. And apparently uh, Xi Jinping is going to be talking with President Biden. I think that's either today or tomorrow. It's probably tomorrow. They're going to have some sort of a virtual meeting or phone phone conversation. And I don't think that the uh, the Chinese are going to help uh, Russia. I mean, they they want to. Yeah, they want to stand by their man, uh, so to speak. But I don't think they want anything to do with this invasion. The, the Chinese tend to favor stability. They want stability. They don't want war. Um, I know people get nervous about, you know, are they going to move on Taiwan and the consequences of that. But but I'm sure that, um, I mean, I was thinking about this earlier today. In fact, I, I would suspect that Xi Jinping is probably somewhat resentful of being put in this position where uh, Putin, you know, he went to China for the Olympics. He was hanging out with Xi, Jing, uh, Xi Jinping. Uh acting as it was observed, uh, sort of uh, seemed to be somewhat of a supplicant to Xi. Um, you know, kind of, uh, it looked like he was kind of sucking up to him a little bit. And of course, we didn't know yet at the time. But there is that story out there. I don't know if it's been confirmed and corroborated, but there is that story that the Chinese knew that that Putin told uh, Xi uh, what was up and what he was planning. And the Xi asked him, please don't do this until after the Olympics if you're going to do this. But to now be put in this terrible position, which I'm sure is extraordinarily awkward, you know, I'm sure the Chinese aren't happy about this. I'm sure they're not in favor of this. But, you know, they publicly said our relationship with Russia, it has no limits. You know, we're 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 partners, we're allies, we're friends, we're buds. And now Putin goes to him and says, hey, we need your help with something that you're probably not excited to do, but we need your help. So um, so Putin is frustrated, clearly. Uh, as I've been saying on the show all along, this whole thing is going horribly for him. And now he's lashing out at his own people because the message seems to be getting through. We all know, I, I forget her name, but uh, we all know, of course, about the... Um, you know, she worked for uh, Russian state media and on a live broadcast, she brought the sign on and was standing there behind the newscaster holding the sign that said no war. Uh, and below that in Russian, there was uh, something about don't believe the propaganda and so forth. So the message seems to be getting through and Putin is hearing it. And that's why he's lashing out this way at his own people, at his own people. He's lashing out now because the message is getting through to Russians about what's really happening here and the atrocity of it. And Putin is angry. So it says here, again, this is from NBCNews.com. Anyone looking for signs that embattled and isolated Russia might soften its position would not have found much hope in the increasingly belligerent words of President Vladimir Putin. With his invasion of Ukraine floundering and his economy teetering, uh, Putin doubled down uh, yesterday, turning his baleful glare on Russians who are against the invasion or who sympathize with the West. He said, with shoulders hunched and staring down the barrel of the camera, quote, The Russian people will always be able to distinguish true patriots from scum and traitors and will simply spit them out 
like an insect in their mouth onto the pavement, unquote. Wow. It's very dramatic. He'd make a great Bond villain. Uh, it was the latest speech uh, to surprise and alarm many who study Putin. He has adopted what they say is an emotional ranting tone since he invaded Ukraine three weeks ago, a departure from the calculating persona of this former KGB officer. Quote, he's clearly angry, emotional, and feels the need to speak in this very aggressive tone, unquote, said John Lau, an associate uh, fellow at London's Chatham House think tank. Lau, or Luff, I'm not sure, L-O-U-G-H, uh, thinks the speech was clearly aimed at Russia's elites, some of whom he believes are privately dismayed about the failure of the war and the economic backlash it has inflicted at home. According to Lau, Putin was saying to the elites, quote, don't think about having second thoughts. We're all in this together. If I go down, you go down, unquote. Putin touched on now common themes, comparing the West to Nazi Germany and alleging against all evidence that Ukraine has been committing genocide against ethnic Russians. But he adopted even more hardline rhetoric when turning his attention to Russians themselves, whom he has subjected to sweeping crackdowns on anti-war dissent in recent weeks. Almost 15, I didn't know it was this many, almost 15,000 protesters have been arrested in Russia since the war began, according to OVD Info, a human rights group based in Moscow that tracks police detentions. Unknown thousands more have fled the country, driven away by deepening state repression of protest, independent journalism, and social media, as well as a plummeting economy hit by international sanctions and mass boycotts. The Kremlin explained today that it was these people who were showing themselves to be traitors. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said, according to Reuters, quote, they vanish from our lives. Some people are leaving their posts. Some are leaving their active work life. Some leave the country and move to other countries. That is how this cleansing happens. In such difficult times, many people show their true colors, unquote. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. Putin's tone contrasted with the Russian and Ukrainian negotiating teams, which signals tentative progress in peace talks. Some experts saw his speech as a chilling sign. Uh, Andrei Kolesnikov, a Moscow-based political analyst, uh, said on Twitter, quote, Putin is an Orwellian, Putin in an Orwellian way has divided the citizens of Russia into clean and unclean, unquote. Constance Seisenmuller, 
a senior fellow at the Brookings Institution in Washington, compared Putin's speech to Adolf Hitler's fictional tirade from the bunker in the 2004 film Downfall, whose subtitles have generated countless memes. Uh, let's see. Putin reserved special ire for Russian oligarchs, many of whom are Kremlin-linked Kremlin billionaires who made their fortunes amid the carve-up amid the carve-up of the former Soviet Union and, and now spend much of it on yachts and other luxuries in the West. Some of them have recently broken cover and distanced themselves from Putin's war. Without naming anyone specifically, Putin referred to national traders who, quote, have villas in Miami or in the French Riviera who cannot make do without foie gras, is that how you pronounce that? Oysters or gender freedom, as they call it, unquote, <laughs> referring to his apparent disdain for liberal values. Yes, it's that gender freedom uh, that upsets Vladimir Putin. Um, he criticized their servile mentality of being too Western, quote, in their minds and not here with our people and with Russia, unquote. Well, he really, with um, with these comments he was making during the speech, and there's more, but he really reveals so much about what his frustrations and resentments are, uh, his resentment of the West, which clearly runs deeper than just, you know, all that happened from the uh, after the fall of the Soviet Union, uh, he really just resents uh, Western culture and the way it has um, penetrated uh, Russia. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, Putin also called for quote a natural and necessary self detoxification of society which would strengthen our country, our solidarity, and cohesion, unquote. Much of the rest of Putin's speech detailed the drastic economic countermeasures his government is introducing to combat sanctions and boycotts by Western governments and companies. He acknowledged, quote, indeed, it is difficult for us at the moment, unquote. Yes, by the way, the Russians, I don't know if you uh, know this, but the Russians, apparently, they are doing some sanctions of their own. They have uh, sanctioned Hillary Clinton, for example. Um, among others. Uh, I don't know what those kinds of sanctions uh, look like or what they accomplish, but uh, they are doing that. Uh, Lau, who was the first NATO official posted to Moscow in the 1990s, said his contacts there are privately conveying surprise, shock, and disbelief that Russia is engaged in the war. He said, quote, there is now an acceptance that this is going to usher in a period of extreme isolation of Russia, as well as impoverishment and a return, frankly, to many of the features of the Soviet Union, unquote. Let's see. So that was uh, quite a speech he gave. And like I said, you know, it, it, does, uh, it does reveal some things. Um... <laughs> Crystal shared in the chat room. I, I think this had come up too. I think Jenny had mentioned this uh, on the show the other day. A Russian lawmaker said Russia wants Alaska back. I say you can have it. Well, uh, there's oil there. Never mind. Um, actually, let's look at that quickly. That's from Newsweek. 
Uh, Alaska governor reacts to hearing Russia wants it back. Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, the governor of Alaska has responded to suggestions from a Russian lawmaker that the country wants his state back by warning Alaskans are armed and would resist. Governor Mike Dunleavy was responding to comments from Oleg Matvechev, Matvechev, a member of the Russian Duma, who told State TV on Sunday that Russia would be considering reparations from the U.S. for lost territories. The remarks came amid the ongoing Russian invasion of Ukraine. The Kremlin announced sanctions against President Joe Biden and other U.S. officials on Tuesday, including former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Oh, my goodness. Dunleavy, a Republican who has been governor since 2018, shared an article from the Daily Mail about Medvedev's comments and tweeted suggesting that Alaskans would resist any attempt to reassert Russian claims on his state. He wrote, quote, good luck with that. Not if we have something to say about it. We have hundreds of thousands of armed Alaskans and military members that will see it differently, unquote. Speaking on Russian TV, Russian state TV on Sunday, Matvechev told Sunday evening with Vladimir Sol, Sol, Solovyov. <laughs> I don't know. I apologize. I do. I do enjoy. It, it's ironic in a way that I have so much trouble pronouncing these Russian names because I do enjoy them. I like Russian names. I always thought Andre is a cool name. Anyway, so this this guy told Russia. This guy said that Russia should be considering reparations and specifically highlighted former territories of the Russian Empire. While that is very much in the spirit of what uh, Vladimir Putin has been doing, I suppose, he said, quote, We should be thinking about reparations from the damage that was caused by the sanctions and the war itself because that too costs money and we should get it back, unquote. Oh, he also said, quote, The return of all Russian properties those of the Russian Empire, the Soviet Union, and current Russia, which has been seized in the United States, and so on, unquote. Uh, when he was asked whether that included Alaska and the former Russian settlement of Fort Ross in California, he suggested that he also had those territories in mind. He said, quote, that was my next point, as well as the Antarctic. We discovered it, so it belongs to us, unquote. A uh, little history for you. Alaska was a territory of the Russian Empire in the late 18th and 19th centuries, but was purchased by the United States in 1867 for $7.2 million. Fort Ross, I didn't even know about Fort Ross. Fort Ross, located near San Francisco, was sold to a private buyer in 1841. Russia has never formally asserted claims to Alaska or land in California. The Russian invasion of Ukraine. Okay, well, we know about all that. It goes on to uh, to talk about that. But thank you for sharing that, Crystal. Yeah. Uh, Paulie C is in the chat room and says, Greetings from Sunny Purgatory. Big fan. Uh, I did not know that you were in Purgatory, uh, Paulie C. Uh, this is terrible because uh, that would mean uh, if Paulie C is in Purgatory, uh, that would mean that he's dead. So uh, very sorry to hear that, uh, Paul E.C. Uh, I don't know how this affects uh, Retro Spectrum Radio tomorrow night with Paul E.C. Of course, every Friday night from 7.30 to 10 p.m. Uh, right here on uh, WMNH. But uh, apparently, uh, did you know about this, uh, Texas Mike? Apparently, uh, uh, Paul E.C. has died. 
I I did not. Well, uh, rest in peace, Paul E.C. Yeah. And I hope to, uh, you know, I do look forward to Friday nights. Uh, perhaps his ghost will be here. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. see what happens, yes. But apparently he is in purgatory. Are you familiar with uh, purgatory, Texas, Mike? I am not. It's kind of a Catholic thing, I believe. Uh, I learned about it in school. You know, I went to a Catholic school from grade 2 to grade 8. My understanding is when you die... Uh, you go to purgatory on your way to heaven. Purgatory, it's like hell, but it's temporary. You go to purgatory to burn off all of your sins. And then once your sins have been burned off, then you go to heaven. Uh, Paul says, we will still have the show. That is excellent. Paul E.C., I mean, I give him credit. He's so committed to Retrospectrum Radio. Even death will not stop him from being here. And that's a great thing. Now, I, uh, myself, uh, I'm just going to give everybody a heads up. Uh, when I die, uh, that will be the end of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Uh, I have no intentions of continuing the show uh, from uh, Beyond the Grave. I just, uh, I just don't think I'll be up for it. So, I mean, I'm not saying I won't try, but it, I, it just seems like it'll be uh, very difficult. Uh, let's see. Rocky Huber is in the chat and says uh, Russia is recruiting mercenaries from Assad's forces in Syria. That's true. Yes. Um, he's, uh, trying to get help, uh, any way that he can, uh, on the flip side, uh, Ukraine also has foreign fighters showing up, including some American veterans, uh, who are going there to, uh, train the, uh, Ukrainians. Uh, Paul E.C. says purgatory has Wi-Fi. Oh, excellent. As long as you have Wi-Fi, you can, uh, you know, you can get on the air. That's very good. Uh, Crystal says a Russian model walked behind a Russian uh, news anchor broadcasting live. Oh, yes, this is what I was referring to earlier. A sign that said no war with a bunch of Russian words underneath. Uh, she has since been arrested, but her social media and anti-Putin posts on it. Uh, I think she even called Putin a psychopath. Yes, uh, she was arrested. Apparently she was fined uh, roughly what would be about $300 in American money, um, which is a very small fine. Uh, and she's not expected to do any jail time, so... They're going easy on her uh, in terms of what one would expect, uh, which is good, <laughs> which is surprising. Uh, maybe they don't want to draw any more negative attention. Uh, Rocky says the one thing that would unite the Russian people would be a war with NATO. Watch Putin try to provoke NATO countries into war more than he has already. I disagree, Rocky. I don't think he will do that because... Uh, that will likely escalate very quickly to a nuclear conflict. And uh, Vladimir Putin and the Russians will be just as dead as the rest of us. So uh, I am concerned uh, about what Putin might do, but I don't, um, I don't, think, that, uh, I don't think that he will do that. Uh, let's see. Melanie says Putin is acting like a little bee after a bad breakup. This is mine. That's my T-shirt, and I'm taking the toilet paper, too. Well, yeah, there is an element, and, and there's an element of with Ukraine as he continues to destroy the country, as he levels these cities and re is reducing it to, to rubble. There's almost uh, an element of uh, if she, if, if, if I can't have her, nobody will, you know? Um, it's... Uh, and, and, you know, that will be his legacy. You know, he he wanted to. I mean, again, it's all speculation. Nobody really knows what's in Vladimir Putin's mind. 
But the presumption is that he wanted to reconstitute in some form or fashion the former Soviet Union and return Mother Russia to some sort of glory. And instead, he's going to go down in history as being the guy who bankrupted his own country to invade another country, which will have been reduced to a pile of rubble by the time he finally gets control of it, if he gets control of it. It's really incredible. Uh, let's see. DJ Midas is in the Facebook live chat. Hello, Midas. Midas, of course, part of the WMNH family, host of Late Night Delight every Saturday night from 12 midnight all the way to 4 a.m. with a replay on Sunday. Midas says, I wonder if Matt Connerton Unleashed is being played throughout Purgatory right now. That would be outstanding. What better way to be cleansed of your sins than to listen to this program? Although I myself, uh, as I revealed uh uh, when uh, Jackson Harris uh, called the other day, I, I have uh, I have impure thoughts. So I don't know if this is necessarily the best program to be listening to while you're trying to cleanse yourself. Um, Melanie says, when I die, I want to be stuffed and sat in a locker, oh, I'm sorry, in a rocker, uh, looking out the window, you know, something simple. That would be great for Halloween, in fact. Uh, Polly C says, Matt Connerton unsheathed my other program is not behind a paywall here. Oh, that's just naughty. Uh, are you sure that's purgatory? It sounds like heaven. Let's see. Um... <laughs> huh. Crystal says Facebook isn't letting me reply to comments. I can only like them uh, or a separate comment. Weird glitch, LOL. If it's a glitch or maybe Facebook is, uh, has reprimanded you in some way and they're not telling you that because Facebook doesn't always tell you that when they do it. It's very strange. Um, Jenny shared this. And unfortunately, stories like this are not unusual, which is uh, part of what makes uh, Putin uh, evil and a war criminal. Uh, this is from the New York Post. U.S. citizen Jimmy Hill. This is an American citizen uh, killed by Russian snipers while waiting in a bread line. Um, a U.S. citizen was killed in Ukraine city of uh, Ch Chemiv. Ch I'm not sure I'm saying that correctly, obviously. But you can tell by the tentative way in which I say it. Uh, during what his sister said today was an attack on civilians waiting in a bread line. Jimmy Whitney Hill, 67, was identified by Sister Cheryl Hill Gordon in a post on Facebook. She wrote, quote, my brother Jimmy Hill was killed yesterday in Ukraine. He was waiting in a bread line with several other people when they were gunned down by Russian military snipers. His body was found in the street by the local police, unquote. That's awful. Absolutely awful. But that's been, um, again, that's part of what makes Putin such a war criminal. The indiscriminate killing, the killing of civilians. Uh, there was even a building where they had um, they had spelled out. They had managed to spell out on the top of the building children, and they still bombed it. And they still bombed it. Yeah, just um, you know, it's uh, it's. I've heard people start to use the word genocide, and I think it's absolutely appropriate. I think Putin is committing uh, genocide on the Ukrainian people. Um, Paulie C says, uh, 
Unleashed is played here in Purgatory, but it's only repeats of EZG episodes playing on a loop. <laughs> well, that is Purgatory. Wow. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me give the number if you'd like to chime in. 603-250-6007. 603-250-6007. Uh, you can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can opine and interact in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. Uh, Glenn R.J. Willett, the people's mayor, uh, will be joining us at some point in the second hour, and he has some uh, some Danny Boy for us. He's uh, recorded a uh, his own version of Danny Boy for St. Patrick's Day. So uh, we look forward to that. Um, I wanted to, uh, uh, you know what? I closed the tab. Let's see. Um, I believe it is tomorrow. There's supposed to be a call. Yep, this is from Reuters. See, I'm fascinated by this part of it, uh, China's role in this. And it's interesting to me, you know, just I'm fascinated by watching China try to walk this tightrope. Not that I have any sympathy for them first, uh, of course, because they're also a terrible regime in so many ways. But obviously, you know, they're kind of uh, besties with Russia. And the closest thing Russia has left, I would say, well, with the exception of uh, with the exception of Belarus, which is, of course, at this point, a client state of Russia. But uh Next to them, China's the next closest thing the, the Russians have to an actual ally in this world. But uh, I continue to believe that the Chinese really don't want anything to do with any of this. And uh, Putin has put them in a terrible position. Uh, and again, I say that without any sort of sympathy, but Reuters is reporting Biden and Xi to speak as U.S. warns about China military aid for Ukraine war. By the way, there was some American intelligence that suggested that, yes, uh, the Chinese are considering helping the Russians, but, um, and U.S. intelligence so far on this seems to have been correct. Uh, you may recall when so many of us were so skeptical about uh, Putin actually going into Ukraine, uh, American intelligence agencies were telling uh, the president, no, he's, he's probably going to do it, which is why the president told us, yeah, he's probably going to do it. But um, I'm really, uh, like I said, I'm fascinated by this dynamic. So according to Reuters, U.S. President Biden will hold a call tomorrow with Chinese leader Xi Jinping as Washington warned China was considering military support for Russia's invasion of Ukraine, a step that would dramatically widen the gulf between Beijing and Western governments. The call, uh, first announced by the White House today, comes at a pivotal moment. Um, oh, sorry. I... Uh, Somehow I ended up on a different article. Oh, okay. So the call uh, comes at a pivotal moment in U.S.-China relations and in Ukraine, where heavily outnumbered local forces have prevented Moscow from capturing any of the country's biggest cities so far. The Biden administration has issued public and private warnings 
that Beijing would face dire consequences if it provides material support to Russian President Vladimir Putin's war. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken told a news briefing, quote, President Biden will be speaking to President Xi tomorrow and will make clear that China will bear responsibility for any actions it takes to support Russia's aggression, and we will not hesitate to impose costs, unquote. Blinken said China had a responsibility to use its influence with Putin and to defend international rules, but that it appeared Beijing was, quote, moving in the opposite direction. We're concerned that they're considering directly assisting Russia with military equipment to use in Ukraine, unquote. He said, officially confirming for the first time reports earlier in the week that U.S. officials believe China had signaled its willingness to provide Moscow with such support. By the way, my prediction has been, and I've, you know, I've been wrong before. I was wrong, uh, you know, when I said that uh, I didn't think Putin was going to invade Ukraine. But I've been very skeptical that China will go through with this because I, again, I don't think they want anything to do with this. And the very reason that Putin now is asking them for help is one of the very reasons why I don't think they will want to. I don't think they want to enter into something that is a losing proposition, which is not to say that the Russians will not be successful in eventually, in some form or fashion, taking Ukraine whatever that looks like in the end. Like I said, they will have reduced the country to rubble. But at what cost? At what cost to Russia? Well, we already know uh, they're about to default on their debt. Their economy has effectively been flushed down the toilet. But does China really want to go down the toilet with them? China prefers stability. And, um, you know, and again, I, I know we worry about them moving on Taiwan, but they generally prefer stability. And uh, their economy is not well positioned uh, to take a lot of hits right now in terms of sanctions. So I think the Chinese will kind of, um, I mean, we'll see. I, I I guess we'll know more tomorrow after Xi Jinping and uh, President Biden have their call. But, um, but I don't think they're going to help Russia. Uh, it says here, Blinken did not elaborate on what the costs might be to China, and Washington has not yet offered evidence of the claim that China has signaled a willingness to help Russia. Moscow has denied asking China for military assistance, and China's foreign ministry has called the idea disinformation. Western nations have been sending military and humanitarian aid to Ukraine. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki characterized the call as, quote, an opportunity for President Biden to assess where President Xi stands. The fact that China has not denounced what Russia is doing, absence of denunciation by China of what Russia is doing in and of itself speaks volumes, unquote. Uh, China's official news agency said the call would happen in the evening, Beijing time, asked which side requested the call. A U.S. administration official said it was mutually agreed in a Rome meeting on Monday where National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan held seven hours of talks with Chinese uh, diplomat Yang uh, Jiechi. I'm sure I butchered that. U.S. officials described those talks as tough and are still debating how to react if Xi gives Putin military or economic aid. Putin's invasion of Ukraine, which is in its fourth week now, has killed hundreds of civilians, reduced cities to rubble, and sparked a humanitarian crisis as millions flee the country. Again, we 
We know about uh, about all this. Um, Russian Finance Minister Anton Siluanov said this week the country was counting on China to help it withstand the blow to its economy from massive Western sanctions aimed at isolating Russia's economy from the rest of the world. That's interesting to me that the finance minister of Russia is openly acknowledging that the sanctions are having a deleterious effect to the Russian economy. Um, China has refused to condemn Russia's actions in Ukraine or call it an invasion, and it has censored, no surprise here, it has censored online content in China that is pro-West or unfavorable to Russia. Beijing, while saying it recognizes Ukraine's sovereignty, has also said Russia has legitimate security concerns that should be addressed. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. One senior U.S. defense official told Reuters before the call was announced, quote, We have seen China basically give tacit approval to what Russia is doing by refusing to join sanctions, by blaming the West and the U.S. for the assistance we've given Ukraine, by claiming they wanted to see a peaceful outcome, but essentially doing nothing to achieve it, unquote. Uh, Blinken yesterday said China's refusal to criticize the invasion was completely incompatible with its professed recognition of the U.N. Charter underscoring the sovereignty of nations. Biden and Xi, who spent considerable time together before they came to lead their respective countries, have yet to meet face-to-face since Biden took office last year, but the call will mark their fourth interaction since then, uh, the most recent a November video conference. Washington has sought to define the relationship as one of competitive coexistence, but China's No Limits strategic partnership with Russia announced last month and its stance on Ukraine has called that into question. By the way, so maybe that's why Putin feels uh, that he can go to China for assistance. After all, that was, I mean, that was the wording they used. No limits. There is no limits to their association, to their friendship, to their strategic partnership. Uh, targeting Beijing with the sort of extensive economic sanctions imposed on Russia would have potentially dire consequences for the U.S. and global economies as well, given that China is the world's second largest economy and largest exporter. That's true. And that is that is something worth considering. It's Sanctioning China is very different from sanctioning Russia in that respect. Russia has a fairly small economy. Um, I don't know where it ranks uh, in terms of uh, the world. Um, 
as far as the list of countries, but I, I believe their economy is roughly the size, that the size of Texas, the state of Texas. And, um, you know, and it's, it's taken a terrible beating. Now, China has, as it points out here, has the second largest economy in the world. And China's economy and the United States economy are very interdependent. So, you know, sanctioning the Russians may not hurt us. Even uh, an embargo on their oil doesn't really hurt us. I mean, it's estimated annually 1% to 3% of our oil comes from Russia. The United States is a net exporter, after all. But sanctioning China does have uh, some pretty uh, severe consequences, not only for China. And again, they're pragmatic. They prefer stability. And um, their economy, I believe, is in recession or approaching it. So they're not necessarily in a great position. Not that Russia is in a great position to absorb all this damage. But China even in, in even less of a position to take all this damage. So it would be very harmful to China, and it's probably not something they want to have to deal with. But it is worth noting and keeping in mind it would also hurt us. A um, little bit more to this article. Again, this is from Reuters, and then we'll get to a break. Uh, Evan Medeiros an Asia specialist in the Obama administration, said during a webinar hosted by German Marshall Fund of the United States that the Biden administration appeared to be trying to convey to Xi that China was at risk of crossing thresholds that would do irreversible damage to U.S.-China relations. He said, quote, not only are the costs very high, very high from crossing those thresholds, providing military assistance, joint disinformation campaigns, but once you cross them, you can't go back. The message to the Chinese right now is basically there are a variety of futures for the relationship, some very dark, some very moderate, unquote. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Well, we are at the top of the hour. Let's... Uh, Let's do this. Let's get to a break. And when we come back, Glenn R.J. Willett will be joining us. Uh, Texas Mike is here. And, of course, we'll uh, continue to uh, take your calls. I wanted to play another, uh, yeah, we'll play another Public Enemy song. Haven't played much. I was trying to decide what to play today. And I was like, geez, we haven't played Public Enemy in a while. By the way, uh, Tom Blanchard joins us in the Facebook. Um. And Crystal says, uh, buddy, the cat is watching you with me. He's listening intently. That's excellent. Well, we love cats. Jenny and I have two cats. So hello to buddy, the cat. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to play a little more public enemy, show some love to our amazing sponsors. And then we will be back with our number two numero dose of Matt Connerton unleashed coming up. Don't go away. Welcome back. We are well in hour number two, Numero Dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed. 
Texas Mike is at the news desk. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. And joining us on the couch, Glenn R.J. Willett, the people's mayor. Texas Mike. Yeehaw. That sounds like country. <laughs> well, he is uh, from Texas. He is from Texas. Yes. From yes. the deep south. Yes. Look at you all. Uh, where'd your beard go? Did it fall off? No. Uh, I have a, uh, a very, very dry skin, and the doctor recommended that I should take care of it now if it gets too hot. So I'm not going to Africa till late July, so it gives me time to take care of my skin, and uh, meantime, I can grow it again. I hadn't, I hadn't shaved it off completely for almost two years. I recommend oil of Olay. It will keep oh. your skin soft and oil supple. Oil of Olay. Yes. I thought that was a woman's product. I guess not. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> well, when it first came out, it was, it came out. The commercials kind of indicated that, but now men can wear it. Why are you so genderist? I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's how it was first brought up. Uh huh. I mean, today men wear cologne and some wear perfume. Uh huh. Well, there's room for everybody, Glenn R.J. Uh, I guess there is. It's a big world and there is it's, room for everyone. It's part of being free in America. That's right. Even though some don't like it. That's right. Move on. That's right. <laughs> love it or leave it. Is that what you're saying, Glenn? Yeah. Yes, love it or uh, leave it. Are you celebrating St. Patrick? No, nah, I couldn't care less. <laughs> Don't tell that to the Irish. Well, I am Irish, so I can say that. No, I'm not much of a drinker. and uh, Neither. I don't drink at all, So, but I do celebrate it in different ways. And I think corned beef and cabbage is disgusting. I actually had some last night. We'll have some again tonight, and that's it. I do it a couple of times a year, and that's it. It's not something that I'm going to eat every week, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, that's a couple times more a year than I would want to do I, that. That's I, for sure. I can tolerate it. How about uh, Texas Mike? You eat the Irish food? Yeah, yeah, yes, I do, and it, that's part of uh, that's part of the our uh, homemade hash over at Frank Horse Cafe. That's right. Yep, that's well, an Irish thing. Yeah. Well, you enjoy that. <laughs> we will uh, more for us to eat, right? That's, yeah. that's right. Yes, yes. Your loss. And uh, later we're going to be playing, uh, you, you've recorded uh, your own version of Danny Boy, is that Yeah, correct? it's, uh, I'm not very Irish, I'll just, people know that the French roll their R's, so it's everything, you know, it's all Ir- Irish. So, but, but other than that, it's a, it's a French version of uh, Oh Danny Boy. Ah, uh, I see. It's not too bad. Yes. It's pretty good, I think, if I say so myself. Well, we look forward to that. All right. Uh, Crystal in the chat says, hey, if it works, it works. Women, uh, women product or not, I know men who have used Secret uh, saying it's only it's the only deodorant that works for them. Actually, Secret is very good product because if you have dry skin under your arm, that's a better product. Uh-huh. It's a dry product. Yes. So it's a lot better. So I agree with her. And, and you know, in this day and age, we shouldn't have uh, just a men's product and a woman, unless it's a medical thing, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very, very universal now. Right. We're diversified. Yes. So I agree with her. Uh huh. Well, very good. Very good. Uh, if you'd like to uh, join us, uh, 603-250-6007 is a number to call, 603-250-6007. Uh, you can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to matt at com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. And I do want to remind you, of course, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street, right across the street from us. And uh, 
tonight. So uh, typically on Thursdays they have trivia night, but I believe uh, this week because Bill Cini is away, they're doing uh, karaoke tonight. Oh, Irish music. Yes. Maybe I should drop by. There you go. And uh, tomorrow night, uh, Paul Nelson will be performing there as uh, they have live music every Friday night. Uh, Don't forget uh, Juneteenth uh, coming up. Uh, They've got a big Juneteenth plan for this year. So Good. Coming up in, uh, well, June, obviously. But we'll have more details on that as it gets closer. So, um what was your topic today so far? Well, we're you know we were talking about Russia and Ukraine. You know, it's what we talk about every day these days. If if, if I get my way, I get forty percent of it guaranteed. Now, if I can get the other sixty percent done by next Thursday, my next show will be completely uh, on the Korean War. I'm going to have uh, Korean people who live in this city on the TV show to talk about it as well. Really? Yep. We have quite a. We have a community of, of Ukrainians that live here in the city. They have their own church. So they have, we, we have a good-sized community. Yeah, isn't there, a, and isn't there a bar called the Ukrainian Club or something? I believe there is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wab Azevedo frequents it quite a bit. Ah, is he Ukrainian? No. Oh, okay. So you don't but have to be. You don't have to be. Right. <laughs> well, one might say we're all Ukrainians now. Well, we, we yeah. We had the French club or the Canada club in, in, on the on the west side, but that's not it's a Canadian club. But it doesn't mean you have to be Canadian, right? Right. Well, excellent, excellent. Um, yeah, uh, I was. Uh, by the way, I posted on Facebook the other day. I haven't had a chance to really address it, but I said that uh, I want uh, every uh, everyone in Congress who is actively supporting a no fly zone over Ukraine to be uh, voted out in the next uh, election. I think that it's such a reckless and terrible idea that if you uh, if you actually support that, then you don't have the judgment to be voting on things. Uh, I agree. What we should be supporting is to send them this thing, the things they really need to defend themselves. Well, yes, and that's that's what we're doing, and that's what we continue to yeah. do. And and with this new package, um, you know, they're getting the things that would, are are more effective than. Mm-hmm. You know, having a no-fly zone, uh, from everything I've read, not only would it be obviously very dangerous because of what it could escalate into and and put us in a position of shooting down Russian planes yeah. and, and being at war directly with Russia. That's right. But also, um, it's really a, a very much a, a high-risk, low-reward mm-hmm. uh, type of thing because what is— um, Well, you have to enforce it. If you're going to have it, you have to enforce it. Right. What's what's happening so far with uh, these drones? You know, the, the Ukrainians are using these uh, these armed drones, and they're working very well. And they're working very well. Yeah. So I say, you know, don't worry about the no fly zone, and forget yeah. about these. You know, this whole business with the planes. Stop making which, it so political. Well, the planes are going to get there, but what's going to happen is the the uh, Ukrainians are going to go get them in Germany and flying themselves, as yeah. it should be. Well, I thought uh, I thought that was off the plane deal. The, we're not sending them there. We're not sending them. Oh, oh okay. That was the plan. That's not going to work. Yeah, that puts us too much involved. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I I say, you know, we should do what we've been doing. Just do more of it. Yeah. So just give them even more weapons. Yeah. Give them more. And th- and that's what's happening with the current package with yeah. the, that uh, the president announced giving them more weapons to uh, to do what they're doing. I think what happened yesterday is so inhumane and disgraceful. It made me think of World War Three, of World War Two, and and uh, and uh, and the Jews. I tell you why because they actually took a theater, a theater mm-hmm. that was holding a thousand people, women, 
children, men and women and children, and bombed them. And they knew because on the grass on each side of the building, it said in Russian, children are here. Mm -hmm. And he has no sympathy. And, and that is monstrous and uncalled for. And he's got to be stopped. And the other thing that happened this week is on Monday, uh, North Korea let out a, a, a test. Uh, what do they call them? They call them uh, test missiles. Mi missiles. But he had a warhead on it. And it blew up at 6.2 miles in the air. And, and, and again, if you're going to do testing, you norm, don't normally put in a live warhead. That's not called for. Uh, and, and his response was, if I, can, if I can succeed in bombing my warheads into America, I will get my way with them. Is that what it's come to? That the, 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 the mad men... Of our, of our world are going to rule democracy. It won't be democracy. So we have to stop these people before we end up into this World War III. Yeah, NPR reports uh, North Korean missile test ends in failure as South and U.S. watch for ICBM test. ICBM, of course, intercontinental ballistic missile. Yeah. Uh, it says here an attempted North Korean missile launch ended in apparent failure Wednesday. It blew up. According to South Korea's military, it comes after days of close monitoring by Seoul and Washington in anticipation of a possible uh, ICBM test, which Pyongyang has not conducted since 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, the South's uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff say the projectile uh, was launched from Pyongyang's Sunan district, uh, Sunan Airfield was the site of test launches on February 27 and March 5. Which, and that's the biggest airport, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which Pyongyang claim, uh, claims were tests of components for a military renaissance, uh, uh, reconnaissance, rather, reconnaissance. Uh, satellite. So, in other words, a spy satellite. Uh, neither Pyongyang nor Seoul has confirmed whether or not Wednesday's launch involved the same kind of projectile as the March and February launches. The U.S. and South Korea say... Those launches were actually cover for ICBM tests. Ah, interesting. Uh, Wednesday's attempted launch is the first since the election in South Korea of conservative opposition party candidate uh, Yoon Suk Yul. I'm probably not saying that correctly. Uh, on March 9. Before that, Pyongyang had conducted nine tests so far this year, the most since Kim Jong Un came to power in North Korea in 2011. They're following uh, Putin. Well, I think I can't help but think that uh, also there um, there's an element of using this opportunity while everyone is so distracted with Ukraine. Yes, to I um, agree. you know to to ramp up their uh, their nuclear program. Uh, Crystal in the chat says, I believe Putin wants World War III, and he is deliberately antagonizing NATO into intervention for humanitarian reasons. He keeps escalating to see how much it takes before NATO can uh, no longer stay on the sidelines. I don't agree, Crystal. I don't think that's I don't think that's Putin's endgame because that would end in, you know, ultimately in his own destruction as well. Do you think he really cares? I do. Oh, I do. I, I don't think he wants to... If he really cared, he would not have bombed a theater that had over a thousand people, civilians, that, and well, none no. of them were children. He doesn't care about that, but I think he cares about his own self-preservation well. and, and, you know, and Russia. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, this is someone you know from the past. <laughs> I just want to know that Katie's out of the Oh, Dad, you're, cut, you're cutting in and out. 
Am I cutting in and out, Matt? Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, that's better. That's better. Wherever you're standing right now seems to work. Oh, oh lost. we're losing you again. Oh, no. Maddie, wait a minute. Let me see if I, I'm i in the house. I don't know why it's doing that. He's good right now, wherever right he is. He's good right now, wherever he is. Yeah, wherever you are right, right now here? seems to be working. Yep. Okay. Here we, here we go. Um, great interviews uh, this week. And my regards to RJ, I'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> oh, you know what I wanted to say, Matt, before I forget it? I'll be brief today, I promise. I want to wish you all very happy, safe, sacred St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. It's a great day. <laughs> a great day for the Irish. I talked to Lindsay. I got great pictures. There are great pictures, actually, on Facebook of uh, Lindsay and Gary Joseph and uh, Brady. It's so They're so beautiful. So anyway, I wanted to say to RJ, too, before I forget it, that song that he did with the duet uh, was one of my, it, it's my favorite song from Greece, Hopelessly. Oh. oh, yes. You know? Yeah. That is a great ballad. Oh, my God. I, I love that song. So, uh, so I just want to wish you a happy uh, St. Patrick's Day and congratulate you. Uh, Matt, you and Eric were on fire. Not that you aren't, RJ. You do a great job, too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but you and uh, Eric were on fire on Tuesday. I, I listened to the program oh. late, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, witty, and it gave me a, like a review, an update on what sin really was, Matt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not, Remember when? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure I know exactly what you're saying, but uh, I, I can guess. <laughs> Matt, so you can't remember was, when? That was, very, that, that was very good. That was very witty and funny. And, Thank you. And, uh, you know, it was kind. It had a kindness to it, which we lack in our culture in a lot of ways. Yes, sure do. Uh, these days. Uh, so, you know, on a serious note, um, I, I, again, am very concerned about the weakness coming out of Washington. I know we disagree on the, on the president, but, uh, I, you know, I was thinking, you know, I was talking to a colleague the other day. I haven't seen it well on my phone. He lives on the West Coast, or the left coast, as I like to say. <laughs> but, um, you know, I said to him at one point, we we're talking about uh, how you figure out the best strategies in a, in a war, once a war begins. And, and so I won't go into all that, all the, all the, the many nuances, of course. But um, one of the things I said to him, I said, you know, my, your grandfather, Matt, my dad, who made the Normandy landing and is with Eisenhower's group that went into the concentration camps and has uh, Uncle Matt, I, th I think, has the pictures now. Just amazing, heartbreaking, but amazing pictures. They're, they're like, you're right there. So one of the things we said, what I, that my dad would say to me was, um, you never broadcast to the enemy uh, what, what you're going to do. That seems obvious, right? You know, you have secret strategies, but also, you never, never let them dictate out of fear of their power what you can use, what you're going to use, and how you're going to use it, you know, in terms of weaponry and, and those strategies and when you act. Now, of course, this is all under the rubric of the ACMJ, you know, the Uniform Court of Military Justice and the Geneva Laws and Accords. So you don't attack civilians you don't bomb hospitals you don't kill pregnant women and their babies you know what i mean right bomb schools. but but this this is a key for your audience just to reflect on rj i appreciate your input as always and your critique as always but you don't say to them on the one on one day 
Anthony Blinken, whom I don't trust, but he, he's probably the, the, the man with the most integrity, I swear, in this administration. It sure isn't uh, Jake Sullivan. I'm going to say that right up front. So anyway, um, when he said openly and candid, I thought candidly, I'm sure it was, assertively, too, a little bit. He's not very assertive, but he, he was kind of assertive. He said, we're going to authorize those jet fighters, those MiG jet fighters. Uh, so the po- the um, Ukrainian pilots can pick them up and use them to fight. Exactly you know? what's going to They happen. may not win the military battle, but they can use them to fight. Mm-hmm. And they have great heroic pilots. They do. Uh, in the Ukraine. We'll do that. And then within 48 hours, Biden and the defense minister and, and Jen Psaki, I call her. <laughs> what a liar she is. But anyway, she's not very helpful. But they change their mind and say, no, we're not going to do it because... You know, we're afraid now the Russians, the Russian guy, I, I don't know why Poland even took the call, but called and said, if you do that, that's an act of war against us. We're going to consider that. And so they completely backed down, you know, they, and I don't know where they stand now, if they're reviewing that or not, guys, but they need to review that carefully. They need to get everything in the Stinger missiles, all the missiles they need, the defense shields. There are some very sophisticated ones that can get in there if they if they go fast. But if they delay and they don't do this expeditiously and facilitate the process for them, it's doomsday, basically. Well, they you know, are doing horrible. it now. That's what that $800 billion is going for. And for, when it comes to the jets, they are reviewing that. It just, what will happen, okay. like I said earlier, is uh, Ukrainian yeah. men will go to Germany to pick up the planes and they'll fly in themselves. And I agree okay. with that. Because they need to use them. Are you with me? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm with that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it takes so long for this to happen that then you even get sort of conservative um, uh, talk show guys, you know, the talking heads like Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. Um, no use almost, for him. Almost seeming to try to undermine that policy and, and, and not really wanting to help the Ukrainians. Well, it's not bizarre. only that, is, is Tucker... Uh, is 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 so well liked in in Russia because he he you you can't believe that that's an American station actually sometimes because yeah. they they support the Russians and not the American views. Tucker came right, right out. He came right out and said in the beginning, Treason. and and he's moderated. He, he's tried to moderate his position, I think. Yeah, but he came sure right out yeah. in the beginning of all this. He came right out and said on television that he was rooting for Putin. Yeah, that's crazy. He literally did. He say that he, he did. He oh literally said did. that. It was, I would can't. I would can't. Oh, I would cancel that son of a bitch. I'm telling you, that's outrageous. Well, Murdoch yeah. is, uh, yeah. is obviously not canceling him. You, I'm surprised, but he's. I am, and I'm not. Uh, but he's not. Do you think he yeah. would have the just because deal? Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. That's terrible. That's terrible. You know, the Ukraine, and I understand, you know, Billy Payne's concerns that that's not our country, but it but it is in a in a in a context of humanity, Matt and RJ. It is. It this this man Zelensky is standing against 
pure evil. That's right. Pure evil. And he's standing up for West. That's right. Can't, can't people understand that? He's standing what up is for going freedom. on in America? If, if, we don't, My God. if we don't take care of it there, it will come to us. That's right, RJ. You're absolutely correct, Omondo, that's, on that's that. That's what you call reality you know, and not fantasy. You know? That's right. It is, it is fundamental reality. And we need to, we need to, the, the thing that I, I, get, I get so angry about, too, with the administration, there are many things. There's a plethora of things, but I won't know all that, of course, and bore the audience. And I'll get off the phone here in a second. But my, my point is that here is Biden has been so weak and passive and indolent and timid. And uh, I know Trump received all that false criticism about loving Putin, and there's still memes and stuff out there about that. They, some of these people just have too much time on their hands, I believe, but that's another story. They're, they're not serious. Well, I think Trump has too much time on his hands, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Well, <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. But my, my point here is that he needs now, he, he's so far behind, but he needs now to say, we do everything, not go in, we're losing you again. Yeah, we're. Dad, we're losing. We're losing you. You must be walking. Are you moving around? No. Oh, a little bit. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, right, there you right. go. So right. anyway, those are my Stay points put. for the day. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate the feedback, and hopefully the audience thinks it's true. Um, oh, we're we we lost them. To, to, to defeat the Russian terrorists. And I will say this. Get the names of those generals. Get the names of those generals and make them public. We're, lo- we're losing we're, you, Dad. Yeah, can't hear you. These guys are war criminals. They are. All right, guys. I'll stop on that note. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Keep praying for the Ukraine. Absolutely. All right. Love you, Dad. Thank you for the call. Love you, Matt. Right. Love you, RJ. Take care. Be well, guys. <laughs> All Peace. Right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was my dad. I, I mean, I think we got the gist of what he was saying. We, yep. lo- lo- we kept losing him there again toward the end, but uh, needs, uh, I don't know, maybe he needs to switch uh, cell phone carriers. <laughs> that is, does he have a, a, an old, old phone? or? I don't know. I don't think so. Does he I, have a flip phone? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, he has a smartphone. Yeah. But, uh, well, that does open up a line for you. 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. Um, I disagree with him about, um, uh, and th- this won't surprise him or anyone, I suppose, but um, I think the Biden administration has done well on this uh, I think so, so far. Um, I think they've, um, I think they, I don't think they've been weak. I think they have been strong. I think that, I mean, the package that Biden just announced yesterday is, is pretty enormous. I think he's done an excellent job of holding NATO together. And I think that, um, you know, I know people, uh, some people who, who don't like him will say, oh, he hasn't shown enough spine or whatever. I think he's shown plenty of spine because I think uh, showing spine in this uh, instance that we're dealing with now means not only standing up to Russia, standing up to Putin and standing up to that evil, but it also means standing up to the people who, because there's, there are some people who really thinks that we should put boots on the ground or that we should put up a no fly zone, which puts us in the position of, of potentially having to shoot down a Russian plane Mm -hmm. in which things um, go very badly. And and Biden has had to stand firm against that. 
And uh, and so I, I think he's done a good job. I mean, I think he's, you know, it's obviously a terrible uh, circumstance. I'm sure it's not mm-hmm. what he wanted to be doing at this point in his presidency. Plus, they're but, going um, to Euro- he's going to Europe uh, with his staff uh, next week. Yeah. And he'll be talking to the they're going to come out with a strategic plan, which is what they need with the with the 30 nations of the NATO allies and the European Union. Yeah. You have to do that. Yeah. And I think as far as the, the thing with the planes, that that got to be a bit of a debacle. But there was something I, I I've heard a, a couple of people point out that part of part of what went wrong with the planes, it, it got confusing. I'm not even sure I have it all straight. But at one point, Poland made an announcement. And I'm not trying to be critical of Poland because, my God, Poland has gone above yeah. and beyond. It was done in good faith. Poland has gone above and beyond with For this, sure. with their taking in of, of refugees, and they've really they've done great. So I don't I don't want to be critical, but it got a little weird when I guess they kind of blindsided the the American administration with their announcement that uh, you know here well here's what we want to do, and and uh, there was a, a miscommunication there or something. So that whole thing got weird. But what I've heard a couple of people point out is one of them being um, Michael McFall, former ambassador to Russia during the Obama administration, is, you know, some of this stuff should not be necessarily, uh, well, for one thing, you shouldn't be negotiating. NATO should not be negotiating amongst NATO publicly what they're going to do. Yeah. And that's part of where that went wrong. Um, and, and he also kind of made the case, and I've heard a couple of other people say this too, that, um, you know, the help that we're giving, and we are giving them a lot of help, the Ukrainians, um, it should be done a little bit more with a little more stealth and not, we shouldn't necessarily be publicly announcing because when we're publicly announcing to the world, specifically what we're doing and what we're supplying and, and how much money we're spending and all of that, we're also announcing it to the Russians. Yeah, I was shocked that uh, the last two days when he made the announcement yesterday of the $800 billion, uh, that uh, they actually put on the news what the money is going to be spent for, how many how many uh, of the weapons and all that stuff. And I'm just, why are we doing that? I understand that the American people want to know, but yeah. there are times... We need to keep that in secret for our own, our own safety. It is a bit of a safety of the world. It is a bit of a no-win situation, though, too, because if you, like I said, and, and others have pointed out, it might be smarter to not uh, announce uh, all of it. On the other hand, if you don't, and you do keep it quiet, then you're being told you're hiding it. From then you're re- yeah. well, yeah, and you're being told you're not doing enough. And yeah. it's like, well, actually, we're doing a lot. Yeah. Part of it too, though, is I think you know, there's this. Um, we have a tendency uh, in our in our culture, uh, politically and in other ways too. But there's this, you know, what I call binary thinking, where uh, people think everything is all one way or the other, which is part of why our two party system thrives the way it does. Everything is black or white, red or blue left or right, et cetera. And so um, some people, you know, they'll, in the media, they'll say, well, we have to do something. You hear that all the time. Well, we have to do something. And it's like, well, wait a minute. It's valid if you want to say we have to do more. But when you say, well, we have to do something, we are or, doing something. Or, or we can't just sit on the sidelines, when you say something like that, that makes it sound like we're not doing anything. And- and then I think people get in, get that into their heads. Oh, we're just not doing anything. We're just letting this go on, and we're not doing anything. It's and like that's not true. It's not true. We're doing a lot. We're doing a lot. And um, so, 
I think I think that's the downside of keeping it quiet. If you keep it too quiet, then... I do think that when um, the president of Ukraine, what's his name again? Uh, uh, Zelensky. Zelensky. Vladimir Zelensky. Yeah. Uh, uh, he when he spoke to the Canadian Parliament, and he spoke to the British Parliament, and he spoke to the American the American Congress and the senators. Uh, I I have seen the Republicans actually showed up to view that, mm-hmm. and they applauded him. Yes. I mean, you have to. This guy who was just a comedian on TV, he's actually standing up for democracy, not just for his country, but democracy of the world. Mm-hmm. If we have a World War III, what are we going to be fighting? Democracy, the life of democracy or the death of democracy? So it, it, we have to back him up. And and I, 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 have, I have now seen a lot of Republicans come more forward and say, we're supposed to be Americans? We need to be together on this because I, we're yeah. all going to hurt. I think the pro-Russian, pro-Putin wing, you know, the Tucker Carlson wing. Yeah, that's hard. Of, of, that's the, like of, the, of the Republican Party. I think it's shrinking. It is shrinking. Um, it went from 74% to 35% in the last two years. Yeah. That's a big change. Well, I think it's also shrinking, too, because it's it's awfully hard to justify and defend this. But but there are still, I mean, you know, there's, uh, what's his name? Madi- a large number. Madison Cawthorn recently calling Zelensky a thug and, you know, that type of thing, which is not helpful. And and you do, as we've pointed out, too, um, you see some of it not only on the right, but some of it on the left, too. It's yes. more, the, yes. more the online left, uh, yep. the fringe of the left. But mm-hmm. there's people like this Jackson Hinkle character. Who I just recently ran across, who apparently has a large following, but he's very pro-Russia, anti-Ukraine, and it's bizarre. I, I listen to a little bit of his stuff, at least what I can tolerate, and it's like I don't understand where this guy, where where he's coming from. To with, me, they're bordering treason. I mean, what Tucker is doing. I mean, I cannot understand that guy. He well, he claims to be a great American, really. You're more like a bigger, you're a greater uh, Russian than you are an American. Well, but he has an enormous audience. He does. He does. So that's why, you know, you mentioned earlier, why doesn't Murdoch get rid of him? Well, that's why. That's why. He's the most, uh, he's currently the most popular guy it's, on Fox. It's, it's the moneymaker. But, um, yeah, and, and I mean, as far, and as far as Trump, you know, <laughs> when, when, uh, when uh, Putin because- first invaded uh, Ukraine, what did Trump say? He said it was a genius move. Called well, him savvy. Just the other day, he did it again. Yeah. I thought he had reversed himself, and then he's coming. He's walked it back. He's a genius, what he's doing, and bombing this and that. No, he's not a genius. He's a monster. Yeah. Call it what it is. It's yeah. Unhumane. Yeah. Well, I think as this goes on, it, it becomes uh, much clearer. And yes, and and less uh, tenable to to kind of cozy up to uh, to, to mm-hmm. Vladimir Putin. So. Um, you have to give that lady. She was brave to go on Channel One in Moscow and show that that poster <laughs> yeah that was that was courage it was um and they were and putin was watching <laughs> well apparently so she got i think a 300 dollars fine for now and uh hopefully that's all that happened they actually hopefully charged she- her on another charge or previously and now they're looking at this charge she could very well be charged again oh okay you can still get they said you could if she if she's indicted or charged whatever they do uh and go to court uh, and they don't have much of a court there. She could very well get the new law in Russia if you protest of any kind, you get up to 15 years of hard labor. Yeah. Imagine that. Wow. Frightening, isn't it? So they, he wants puppeteers, and, and Carlton is one of his puppeteers. Sorry. 
Uh, Crystal in the chat room says, uh, supposedly Putin has cancer and Parkinson's. I wonder if he got a bad prognosis and is thinking maybe similar to what Melanie mentioned earlier. If I'm going to, to die, I'm going to take everyone else with me. Mm-hmm. Well, that theory is out there that that, uh, you know, but I, I doubt that it's that that's now that might be why he's doing this now, because he may very well have a, a terminal illness. He sees his time limit and, and he wanted, you know. <clears throat> Again, none of us know what's really in his head and what his motivations and true objectives are, and, and we can all speculate about it all we want to. And would you like to know, Matt? <laughs> well, I think, um, but I, I I think that, you know, he thought that this was going to be part of his legacy in, in the history books. He wanted to be remembered as the guy who kind of uh, reconstituted the Soviet Union. And, uh, he thought he could walk in and then walk out. Yeah, he thought three days. I mean, that... That, I think, is is a general consensus of what was in his mind, as he thought. Yeah, roll the tanks in. And- but one of his big problems is in the last two, three decades, they've used billions of dollars in Russia to redo their, their, their military and their equipment. And they gave an example last time, for example, that if they had, uh, uh, if they were calling for 150,000 uh, 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 tankers, only 50,000 were developed, and the money of the 100,000 went to the general. It was very corrupt. And so now he was thinking that he had 150,000 tanks, and he doesn't. Right. And you can't, again, that's not reality. You can't have a war strategy if you don't have the equipment. And that's why it's important that we give the Ukrainians the equipment. They need to defend themselves. They didn't ask for this war. They, had, they didn't cause this, this thing. They were invaded, and you don't invade another country because you want a piece of land. It doesn't work that way. Well, for the past seventy years, it has. Well, then again, well, not not as much. For it, it hasn't. Except, uh, I mean, in twenty in twenty fourteen, he did take uh, Crimea. Yes, from, it, from and, Ukraine. and 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 the world kind of let him do it. They didn't. They didn't back enough. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's okay now. I might as well go after the whole country. And remember, China's looking at the same thing. If they can get away with it, I can get Taiwan. He's finally backing off. But now he's saying, he once said he would not help support them when it comes to material and money. But now he's going to loan them money and maybe give them uh, uh, equipment. See, and I that's a no-no. We need to, if that happens, we need to uh, to uh, uh, monitor that and, and make sure that we do the same thing to them what we did to... to uh, to Russia. See, I still don't think I'm, I'm, I'm uh, very skeptical that China is going to help. Um, it makes we'll, no sense. We'll see, but I don't think they, I don't get the sense that they really want anything to do with this. I would hope not. I would hope not. It too. makes no sense. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, it's uh, Charles. I uh, wanted to let you know that this may be going a little bit beyond Putin or at least he has more of a master plan than just Ukraine, because report, and I'm not sure if you've reported this already, but some uh, there's been, I don't know, somebody in the government, somebody in the government uh, in Russia says, we want you to return Alaska to our command. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, we, so, t- we talked and, about that earlier, and, yeah. yeah. It was like Alaska and a couple of other countries or a couple of other lands that were taken away they want them back yeah, uh, yeah. basically the, the, the governor of alaska said 
Yeah, good luck with that. But remember, Alaska, they okay. sold us Alaska. So it was a it was a fair deal. Yeah. No take backsies. Yeah. That's right. You sell a property, you sell it. That's right. But that's yeah, the yeah, only listen, location. You, 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 that's if, the if only you, location you want to go ahead that and take can... Alaska back. Show us the receipt that, and uh, give well, us what it's worth now. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, well, really. don't work that way. Once you sold it, you sold it. But Alaska is my biggest problem because that's that's where he can reach it much easier. It's it's almost next door to him. That's true. Sarah Palin can see it from her house. Yeah. yeah. So so she claims. <laughs> I thought I'd throw my two cents in that one. It was a good two cents. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for the call, Charles. Yep, take care. All right, bye-bye. Again, I think, Matt, it's important. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat, Republican, or independent. We need to talk reality here. This this is reality. We're actually possibility of going through a World War III. 70 years of, 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 of a system that stopped the World Wars, and here we are, have one guy that's trying to change the world and destroy it. And, and you can't allow that to happen. Well, I don't think, um, so like I said, I, I don't think that, uh, he's going to, to try to do that. I also don't think that, and I've been, I've been saying this on the show. I don't think Putin goes any, you know, because the other thing that people speculate about is, uh, is Putin going to go further? You know, does he have objectives and ambitions beyond Ukraine? Well, he did, he did bomb, uh, a last air base, uh, in the West side of Ukraine that was about nine to 10 miles from the Poland border. That's, that's a pretty, that's pretty touchy. Yes. But that I, bomb could have gone right over that border. Well, in the fog of war, things can go wrong. That's right. But, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to, again, even if he's crazy, that doesn't mean he's necessarily suicidal. And I don't think uh, he wants to touch NATO for that reason. But I also don't think you have to wonder sometimes people worry about, you know, is he going to go for a Moldova next and whatnot? I, I don't think so. Well, he claims that Moldova next is, is, is a small uh, uh, piece of land, and, and, and they don't have the military. It's a weaker country, and they, he thinks that's the best way to do it. And, and that's right between Ukraine and not far from Poland, is it? Well, here's why I don't think he goes any further. I, I just don't think he's going to be able to. I don't think he's going no, to have the, the, no. ca- the capability to. He's already lost that power. He's, yeah, I he mean, now he's, knows he can't walk into a country and just walk out. Yeah, he's going to be mired yeah. in, in Ukraine for the rest of his he's, life he's, dealing with this. He hasn't only isolated himself, he's isolated his entire country. What they did in Russia since the SSR fell in 30 years, three decades, to bring back their economy, he's destroyed it in less than three weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the people of Russia are going to recognize that. Yeah. Well, they already are. Yes, they are. And they're certainly feeling it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think he's going to be, uh, I think, you know, he, he's not even going to be able to take Kiev, the capital. And no. if you can't, if or, or he might be able to take it, but he won't be well, able to hold it. It's going to be urban warfare of the worst kind. Yeah. And uh, he is uh, just so screwed. Uh, not that I have any sympathy for him, obviously. And, but- and, and they're going to negotiate. I say to end, definitely end the war. Give them back the piece of land they took in 2014. Enough. He needs to. He needs to get hurt as well. You can't. It's like a kid. If a kid does something wrong, you have to punish the kid, or they don't learn a lesson. Yeah. He needs to learn his lesson. That was not their land, and they need to be given back. Well, unfortunately, though, I think I think part of, and if there is a successful negotiation, a peace deal. It's going to require a compromise of some kind, and I think that will include, if it happens... Well, the compromise has already been done. It'll, uh, it'll, the, in, it'll the, include Russia keeping Crimea well, and, and, and maybe, ma- maybe maybe making it official. He also wants Del Rus, 
in the other two areas. Donbass. And, yeah. yeah. And and that's unacceptable. But it, it may have to, you're right, it may have to be like that. But I do know that uh, uh, Putin, so far, every time they negotiate or they have a peace treaty, he bombs. Mm-hmm. And, and so you can't trust the man. Yeah. Yeah. You can't trust him. Absolutely. A, a treaty means what to him? Nothing. And remember, he's still using the same tactic that he used in Syria not too many years ago. Mm-hmm. He bombed them out of this world, and then he starved them. Now, what city right now that he's doing that to? They got about one week left of food. Oh, is it? Uh, it's that's what it did, isn't it? Is it? Well, I was I was going to say Mar- Maripool. Oh, Maripool. Yes, yeah. it is Maripool. Yeah. And 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 that's 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 crazy. It's yeah. inhumane. Oh, absolutely. So it tells me that he doesn't care about killing people. No, oh no, clearly, clearly. He is a uh, he's truly a war criminal. And yeah. B- Biden said that. Yeah, uh, he is. Too. Yeah. Um all right, well, we got to begin to wrap up because I want to make sure we uh get uh have time to get your song in uh Glenn. So uh Texas Mike, thank you. You're welcome. And uh Glenn RJ Willett, the people's mayor, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. On this uh on this St. Patrick's Day, and I uh, hope everyone uh, out there uh, stay safe. Uh, don't drink and drive, all of that. And uh, we will begin to wrap up. By the way, if you miss any part of today's show, of course, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and on my website, mattconnerton.com. And uh, thank you to everybody who called. And don't forget to pay the meters today. The meters are open. Oh, yeah, I heard that come up on the morning show. Yeah, you got to pay the meters or you're going to get a ticket. Have there been past St. Patrick's Days? when the, I think they may have been. I know they the, did it once for the uh, the uh, taco thing. Oh, the taco. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, right now the city's hurting as well. Yeah. Uh, we don't want them to raise taxes. and They got to make money somewhere to pay the bills. That's true. It's reality. Yes, absolutely. And we just heard this week that they're not going to make it when it comes to the health care. The health care always gave us back a million dollars. And this year it's not happening. Mm. All right. All right. So we're going to leave you with this. This is Glenn R.J. Willett, the people's mayor, and his rendition of Danny Boy uh, to close out today's Matt Connerton Unleashed. Enjoy. Mm. Oh, Danny Boy, in the style of Irish traditional Sang karaoke for Glenn Joe Willett. Enjoy. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. From Glen to Glen and down the mountainside, the summer is gone. And all the roses are falling Tis you, tis you Must go and I must hide But come me When summer is the meadow Oh, when the valley's harsh and white with snow. Is I'll be here in sunshine or in shadow. Oh, Danny boy, oh, Danny boy, I love you so. 
The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Cause it's morning, and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Why should you visit Kings Island? Do it because less time planning means more time for this. Do it to take a one-day family vacation. Do it to catch a serious case of the giggles together. And of course, do it to eat a funnel cake the size of your face. Because here at Kings Island, doing something just for the fun of it is all the reason you need. Right now, everyone pays kids' price. Kings Island tickets just $45 online. 